Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chan Inside Sports. Already 3-1 for the Avalanche, leading the Predators. Five minutes left in the first. McKinnon has two goals, up to 41. Shots are 15-2 for the Avalanche. Blue Jackets leading the Sabres 1-0 early second period. Blue Jays leading Tampa Bay 2-1. That is in the bottom of the fifth. Oilers on Monday against the Kings in game one. Again, the start time of the game is not 100% confirmed. We believe it's going to be an 8 o'clock game with a 6 o'clock face-off show here on 6.30, Chad. But uh, keep it tuned here. And once uh, everything is nailed down, of course, we uh, we will let you know. I can also tell you this is pretty cool. You can go to edmontonoilers.com slash hall of fame starting today until May 19th to nominate a candidate for the Oilers Hall of Fame. You may remember Lee Fogelin and Ryan Smith went in last year in joining the uh, enshrined inductees, Hamilton Gretzky, Cure, uh, Curry, Fewer, Coffee, Messier, Anderson, Lowe, Sather, and Phillips. So now fans can put forward individuals to uh, help out the selection committee, which includes... My next guest, former Oilers goaltender and coach, Ron Lowe, checking in. Hey, Ron. Hey, Reed. How you doing? Well, uh, good. And first of all, ignore my text uh, asking where you were because we had we goofed up the phone number. <laughs> so we got Actually, you. Actually, <laughs> uh, you didn't. I don't think my wife knows I live here. <laughs> My goodness, that's <laughs> you never know what you're going to get on Inside Sports, everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, <laughs> whatever. Well, that's okay. Uh, well, for fun, let's start with uh, this Hall of Fame stuff. Fans are going to put forward some names. Heck, I'll probably jump in there <laughs> and make a nomination or two. Uh, but that is, I mean, that's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fun job. I would think. I would think it's an honor to have that job. But it's got to be a difficult job to pick a couple of people every year. To, to go into this Oilers Hall of Fame. Yeah, I got uh, the message yesterday from Tim Shipton that said that the uh, fans were going to start voting uh, this weekend, I think, or is it Monday? Uh, April 14th, today. They can start today, yeah. Yeah, and I'm sitting there going, this is awesome. I mean, we're, as a committee, it's going to be interesting to see exactly how the fans feel about uh, the people that we're thinking about uh in our processes, I, I don't think they'll be much different. I think that uh, the fans in Edmonton are probably the most knowledgeable fans in uh, NHL anywhere and pretty much uh, know the people that they think should be in, involved in that Hall of Fame process. Yeah, I mean, I, from when I when it was announced last year, obviously on a show like this, you kind of do the informal polling of listeners. Ryan Smith was mentioned a lot. 
Um, Fogelin probably not as much, but I, I think, you know, the connections to the early days of the team are, are pretty strong. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to put you on the spot to, to tell me, but like you, to me, Doug, like if I, Doug Waite and John Muckler got to be up there. I mean, Muckler won five Stanley Cups as a member of the coaching staff and Doug Waite, late nineties. I mean, who was better in, in Oilers colors? Well, I, I mean, we can, we can sit here and throw out names all day, Reed, because there's a whole bunch of them that absolutely deserve to be on there. Um, you look at uh, Charlie Huddy's got five rings. You look at uh, Randy Gregg. I mean, there's all kinds of guys. Your aforementioned Dougie Waite for sure is going to get uh, a lot of people from the era when I was coaching, and uh, deservedly so. I don't think there's anybody that they're going to bring up that won't be deserving of it. And to me, that's awesome. It means that uh, there's been a whole hell of a lot of really good hockey players go through here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be and fun. coaches. Yeah. Yeah, and, well, yeah, and coaches for Muck's sure. Muck's right up there. Muck is uh, yeah, as good as it gets. What was it about Muck that made him so, so special, like so good at getting through to guys? Well, you know what? He had his tactical skills were unbelievable. And you kind of looked at that part of it and said, geez, he's really good technically. But the year he ran it, when we won in 90, he did an absolutely phenomenal job of running the bench. And I think uh, it was the first time that he'd been put into that situation and just did a great job of it. Um, he, he was a, a player's coach. He could uh, also be a little bit of a prick if he wanted to be, which uh, made him even uh, better, I think. Well, I think sometimes you got to be that as a coach, right? As long as you're still pushing players in the right direction, you know? Well, yeah, I think you do. I don't know how much it, it works. I think you have to be able to make sure you've got the pickup at the end of the knockdown if you're kind of feeling that that vibe from your player but uh, Muck was great at it he was uh, I mean he got so much out of that kid line that year um, I don't know how many people could have done that and at the same time could criticize them when they didn't do the right things defensively but they helped us win a series well that that line was phenomenal that year uh it was yelling at graves and murphy right that was the yeah. line yeah i mean unbelievable yeah and i i remember watching that and it was almost like as much as that there was talent on that team and ranford was playing absolutely unbelievable really after the first game against the jets it just felt like whenever there was a, a shift in momentum those young guys would just go out there and just grind like even if they wouldn't score the other team couldn't get the puck out of their end you know, that's what I kind of like about our this Oiler team we got coming into the playoffs right now, man. I mean, we have the ability to grind out on that third and fourth line and be nasty if we want to be. But not only that, your third and fourth liners all have 10 goals and none of them scored any on the power play. It's awesome. Well, I, think that, I think that kind of entity is uh, I, I think it's the recipe for success in the, in the playoffs. 
Well, I love how you put that, and, and we were talking about that on our broadcast last night about those double-digit goal scorers, and then Yanmark gets there as, as well. And I think that's the biggest shift, even from two years ago when the Oilers were swept by the Jets, is, is that the the lot. I mean, a like you said, you do get depth scoring, and if you're not getting the scoring, you got a little poise and you got a little beef out there that you're not going to get pushed around. Yeah, I think the the bigger and stronger part of it is really really important, and. Hey, if you've watched Tampa Bay, man, some of the people that have scored in big situations, for them, when the game is tight and it's 2 nothing, it's not always Stamkos that does it. Somebody else on that uh, lineup steps up to the four, and uh, that's, what, that's what you have to have. And that's what we had in 1990. Uh, Mark Lamb comes to mind also. What a playoff uh, series he had. He was unbelievable. And that's that's the way you win in the playoffs. So the the stretch here is quite incredible. Nine wins in a row that ties a franchise record. Fourteen zero and one in the last fifteen games. You've been there as as a coach and a player. And, and I've always wondered, you know, because one of the cliches we use in the media is, well, you got to peak at the right time. You got to be hot going into the playoffs. Uh, tell me about that. How, how true is that? What What is the value here come Monday night of this Oilers hot streak? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, no, it's absolutely nothing, except that you feel really good about yourself. And after that, <laughs> nothing, because it's a brand new uh, season, and L.A. has done due diligence on their end, guaranteed. And we'll have looked at every game film that's imaginable to mankind. And now the best team's going to win. And I, I, I really, for the first time, feel that I think this team's built for playoffs. I think uh, the players that they added the trade deadline. I mean, Ekholm has been everything plus that anybody could ask for. Uh, here's a guy that's played in the, in the shadow of Roman Yossi for 10 years and comes here and, and is excited about coming here. And look, it's amazing. We got him and Bouchard in the same trade. Bouchard's become a totally different player since he got here. And all of our defensemen are aligned in the slots they're supposed to be. It's amazing how one trade could make such a difference to a hockey club. I love how you put that, that you almost got the, a different version of Bouchard in the trade. That's an interesting... Well, yeah, I mean, Bouchard has been... And I believe me, man, I'm looking at a 23-year-old going, hey, it's bloody hard to play this game at uh, National Hockey League 11. I don't care how old you are, how skilled you are, it's hard to play here. But at 23, it's really hard as a defenseman. And, man, his game has come around since Ekholm came here. And it wasn't that it was bad before. There was just mistakes that this guy can cover up for now. And it's, uh, I love watching it. It's awesome. Goaltending. One thing that has been said to me over the last month or so, Ron, is, well, Skinner's never played NHL playoff games. Skinner, and, and I'm like, okay. 
I get it, but don't write the guy off until you give him a chance. I can also go through a lot of teams in the NHL playoffs whose number one goaltenders are in single digits when it comes to playoff experience. So, you know, if you've got to go down that road with the Oilers, I think you've got to go down that road with some other teams as well. Your, your uh, impressions here of, uh, of what you've seen from Skinner and I guess the, the confidence level for him to be the guy in the playoffs. Uh, I think I'd take my run with uh, Calder Kofi being trophy winner. Um, this kid's been nothing short of fantastic all year. Uh, when things were bad and we were going through a terrible stretch defensively, and uh, he, this guy settled things down. And, you know, Fierzy had never started a playoff game before he started his first one. So, and he had a pretty good season that year. So you look at it and you go, "Come on, it doesn't it doesn't make any difference." Uh, I, I look at his calmness in the net. Um, I don't see that breaking down. His positioning, I don't see that breaking down. If it does, then call me wrong. And if it does, it's a, a first year player. But. The kid has given me every indication that he can be the player that takes them where they want to go. From a coaching standpoint, uh, you know, Woody's got an incredible mark since, uh, since he took over. When you went into postseason series, and obviously a couple times with Edmonton, you, you went in, in as heavy underdogs and were able to figure it out along the way, how much information about your opponent would you give your players like is there a point where a coach can almost overdo it or, or you know would you try to focus on okay we got to worry about this and this guys and then the rest will take care of itself how would you approach that sort of pre-scout oh i think yeah you paid a lot of attention to the opposition but i think at the end you really have to re really have to figure out how you're going to play it um if you've got your game plan settled out and the other team can outdo your game plan then so be it but other than that no i don't think i don't think you can give too much information on either end of it but you have to feel good about your team and i'll tell you what he must feel good about his team right now because man they've been world beaters down the stretch here and they have had really good goaltending in the last 15 games from both goaltenders. So, um, I don't know. Everybody says goaltending is going to be the problem. I think uh, the problem could be Leon and uh, and Connor up front in the end uh, carrying it to the opposite direction because if there's two better players in the league, I don't know who they are. And, uh, no, I, I think this team could be – I think it's built for depth. Well, an incredible run. And, I mean, a lot of the stats that we're looking at, it, it's the best regular season since basically 1987. And I know there were Cups in 88 and 90, but there were maybe some questions about those teams. I mean, they didn't have Gretzky in 90, right? And they'd lost in the first round in 89. So people were saying, right. well, they can't win without Wayne. So you know, you know, there's always some hurdle that people are going to put in front of you, even if you've won before. Oh, 100%. And, I mean... I think if you've got the best two players in the league to start off with, uh, you've got. And now here's the here's the intangible. Are they going to call penalties in the playoffs or let it go like they did uh, against Winnipeg? 
There's your questions. Now, if you answer them and say, yeah, they're going to call penalties, penalties, then I think uh, that's a pretty scary scenario for the Oilers because their power play has been terrific, just terrific. And I, I don't know if I've ever seen, even with our really good teams here, I don't know if I've seen players that mesh together like they do with the ability to move the puck like they do inside the, inside the zone. They're amazing. Okay, I, I, you, you made another question pop into my mind. <laughs> uh, refing, officials, penalties. How, what, what would you try to do to effectively communicate with a ref? Because you, it's my experience you're not, you're not necessarily arguing about the call that was just made. You're trying to get the next call. How, how would you try to get your message across? Well, I mean, I've talked to so many referees and... It comes down to guys like Pronger and and Drew Doughty and guys that hack and whack and and slash and elbow and uh, you say, well, why don't you call the penalty? And they go, well, no, that's just the way he plays. Well, no. If you let him play that way, that's the way he plays. And like that used to be my biggest argument. You can't let somebody be outside the box unless you're going to let everybody be outside the box. And if that happens, it's Hudson Bay rules. I still like our chances with this team. I do. Uh, Ron, it's great having you on the show. Uh, I wish we had more time, but we'll, if you don't mind, I may bug you again, or maybe you'll uh, wander into Studio 99 for a, a, for a pregame show, and we can pull you into our booth there, because I always love talking to you. I love the optimism and, and your impressions here of the current team, man. I hope everything is great in your world. Hey, man, I, hope, uh, I just hope I'm not wrong, because to me, this is the best-built team for a long time here. Yeah, I think so as well. Hey, take care, Ron. We'll see you around. All right, Reed. Take care. That is Ron Lowe checking in, former Oilers goaltender and, of course, assistant coach and uh, head coach, feeling pretty good about the current edition of the Edmonton Oilers. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Craig McTavish, after a uh, year as an assistant coach with the St. Louis Blues, he was uh, let go today by the team. We'll let you know about some uh, other dismissals that occurred in the NHL as we roll along tonight. 780-496-0063. Okay, I know they're coming in. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll have to do a whole block of them a little bit later on. Y- your uh, playoff predictions at 780-496-0063. Who against who in the cup final and something extra or humorous if you have it in you. Okay, well, we'll go right now with A-H, or Ah, <laughs> as they texted. Said, hey, Reed, here's my predictions. West wins the cup again. It'll be Colorado or the Oilers. He honestly can't uh, pick between the two. It's a coin flip, and whoever healthier is when they meet. Boston will not win the cup, but will make the conference final. Tampa will lose to either Colorado or Oilers in five games in the Stanley Cup final. And the Leafs will lose to Tampa in four to five games in the first round after suffering a complete goaltending collapse. And the hockey world will celebrate. Well, not the Toronto hockey world. <laughs> but I well, guess the world at large. I guess the rest of it. Okay, that was a good one. We'll, we'll get to more of those. And we got a uh, pretty uh, cool story from a local school coming up. 